I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the love life you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 80-20 Wonder Club, you need to be. The 80-20 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of season one in a categorized list by age and relationship status, my foundational principles in video, and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, relationship evals, and much more. The best part is that you'll have access to all episodes of season two the moment they're ready. Otherwise, you'll only be getting season two on your listening platform once every eight weeks or so. Don't miss out. Join the 8020 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. That's the 8020wonder.club. Be consistently and successfully mindful of the best ways to make your man wonder by becoming a member of the 8020 Wonder Club. It's just 80 cents for the first month. That's the 8020wonder.club. And I'll see you in the clubhouse. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real-life relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and thanks for joining us today on the Make Him Wonder podcast. I'm your host, Coach Paula. Uh, You may know me as a dating relationship coach, which I am, a licensed social worker and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Each episode, I talk with one real live woman with a real life relationship problem or concern in real time meaning what's happening for her is going on right now. Today's guest is Olivia, and she is in a a relationship with Mark, and she wants to know if she should move on from her long-term, long-distance relationship of over two and a half years. So hi, Olivia. Hi. Hi, Paula. (laughs) Nice to talk to you, and thanks for being on with us today. I love this question about the long-distance relationship and so happy that I get to talk to you about it. So um, first off, I want to know all the details. (laughs) So how did you – you are, first of all, just to set it up for everybody, you are uh, 32 years old, is that right? Yes, I am. And Mark is 36. Yes, that's correct. You have one uh, child who's a teenager, and he has none. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, he's never been married, and um, he has no children. Okay, so tell me, how did you guys meet, and how did your relationship evolve? Okay, so we I first met him at one of my old jobs. Um, he came in, I did his paperwork at the time I was dating someone, um, months passed and it was actually the day after Valentine's day. I decided to, I was single at the time. I decided to try a dating app. 
um, the day after Valentine's Day. So I got on, on that, and I saw uh-huh. him on there. Uh-huh. And so I was like, hey, I've seen you before. And he's like, here or in real life? So I said, no, in real life. And uh, <laughs> ever since that day, we just started talking. Um, I told him I had a child, you know, right away, because that will um, deflect a lot of people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So um, he he was okay with that, and um, we went on a date, and um, and we just ever since then, and that was in 2016. Wow, wow! Yeah. And now, did it start off long distance? It did not. So he was located here in the same city that I'm at. Um, he was in the military. He got out. So mm. I would say year. We got a year, a solid year in um, before he left. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, when he did leave the military, he ended up joining a, um, or getting a job that requires him to work overseas. So that second year, he was gone for six months. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And then he decided also to move his things back to Arizona where his um, family is located. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so the second year was pretty hard. Um, you know, we were talking about, you know, finding a house in Arizona, living together. Um, but after we got married, I told him I didn't want to live with someone without mm-hmm. being married first. I wasn't going to pick up and, you know, have my child start a new school and us leave our friends and family if we weren't going to be married. Mm-hmm. Um, so then this past year, 2018, um, he did two months on, two months off um, overseas, but when he would come back to the U.S., he would go to Arizona, and so on his two months off, he would come to my location, but for, you know, a week, week and a half, so this past, um, the holidays, I just started thinking some more, and I'm like, you know what? I'm really not happy. Um, I get a fraction of the time you have off. You know, we haven't had any more conversations. No action has been done for us to close this gap. Okay. So that's um, that's pretty much where we're at right now. Um, and I knew we were going to be talking, you and I, um, but I just could not hold it in anymore. I told him I needed a break to think mm-hmm. things over. Um, so I had called him last Sunday to, to let him know that. And he was very quiet on the phone. His voice was cracking. Um I, I just told him that's all I needed to tell you. Just give give me time. Um, and Monday, the following day, he sent me a text message um, and then an email later that day. And then yesterday, I was out all day with no cell phone service. And him and his mo- mother texted me. Um, and he just said he had a, a letter that he sent me that should be arriving tomorrow. But he just wanted to know that I still loved him. So... Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, number of things are this is this is chock full of good stuff to to talk about, and I, I so appreciate you doing this because it is um, you know so many people find themselves in a long distance relationship, and uh, yeah, I think um, it's very interesting the statistics on long distance relationships. Have you ever uh, seen them? It's like uh, 14 million, or 17, 40 percent 
uh, sorry, 14 million people, something like that, are in long-distance relationships, and that's either mostly from, yeah, 14 million couples define themselves as being in a long-distance relationship, and that's mm-hmm. more than 125 miles apart, generally wow. speaking, or 125 miles apart or more, mm-hmm. and um, they... Uh, like over 30, a little over 30% of those are from college relationships, mm-hmm. meaning like they were together in college and then like one or the other graduated, right, and right. Went, off, went somewhere else. Or um, they were uh, high school and then both of them went to different colleges, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. a large part of that 30% is um, uh, college, but that means um, – 70, uh, sorry, almost 70% of them are people who are either in the military mm-hmm. doing a regular long-distance relationship um, and or even married and doing a long-distance relationship. So the, the thing that stunned me the most when I um, saw we were going to talk and mm-hmm. read your um, question is that most um, long-distance relationships that are not married – break up within four months. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So you're an anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. So you're, you're a rarity. So it's, um, but you know, long distance comes with a whole host of issues that I'm sure you could tell me a whole conversation, you know, you could <laughs> tell sure. me, you know, really more about. And so, there's really not that much, um, advice or tips out there for my certain situation i mean there is for other couples but Mm -hmm. i was having a really hard time like trying to find positivity and (laughs) boy that's for sure you're absolutely right yeah um you know from what i've looked at it's you know it's not positive stuff right because it is it's a very hard thing to do and I actually think that um, it's actually much harder for men to be in long-distance relationships than women. Now, oddly enough, I don't feel that for men who are in the military. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, men who are in the military, um, you know, do very well with long-distance relationships. Because right. when they're at work, they're away, and their work is so completely focused, and it's more they're almost living their work. Right. As opposed to, you know, somebody who's, you know, say has a, you know, like a nine to five job and Mm -hmm. then they come home at the end of the day and they don't have their woman with them, you know, Mm -hmm. right? very different things. So um, and also just the idea that with the military, you kind of you know, you're going to be coming back home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, but it sounds like then, um, you know, he, his family moved to Arizona and I know you're in a different state quite, quite a ways away, right? Yeah, I'm two states away in Texas and, um, I mean, when he was in the military, it was always his dream to be stationed back in his home state, which never happened. So he was pretty eager, um, when he did leave the military to move back home. Okay. Um, but he still wanted to be in a relationship, so. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, so where do you stand now? What do you want to know? Um, 
you know, in anticipation of this call, you know, you pretty much um, told him you needed a break. Now, right. what does that mean? So he did ask me, and I just said, I just need to cut off communication with you for right now to clear my thoughts, um, to see what it is I really want, and to make things more confusing for me. Um, I have this friend that I met through work um, that, um, you know, we would talk here and there, and um, we started hanging out more recently. Um, and I kind of had a little work crush on him um, mm-hmm. I, I, when things were getting not so good with Mark. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I was, I was just like, you know, that's just a little thing. But I think what attracted me to him was, and he knew, he knew that I had a boyfriend. So he came down one time and talked to me and said, hey, I'm not sure um, if I want to stay in the Air Force. Um I I want to get married and have children. And just the fact that he opened up to me um, about those things, mm-hmm. I, it just was like, it kind of blew me away because my boyfriend doesn't talk about stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. It was just it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. And just, the, I guess, the attention that I've been getting um, mm. felt nice. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've been feeling so lonely the past probably six months mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and just making an effort and we're not even dating, just friends. So, mm. so now so, I'm so confused. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is. And that's what's so tough about, you know, not having that person there. Um, how much are you in communication with Mark when you, you know, when you were still on? Yeah. Um, so we would talk every day, um, mostly text, phone calls, you know, in the evenings um, or the weekends, mm-hmm. um, but pretty much every day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But, so did you, you know, get, it, it, uh, did you get like your emotional needs met via, vis-a-vis those conversations or were they just kind of check-in kinds of things? Yeah, they were more like check-ins and um, the last time he visited me was, uh, New Year's and was here for a week and a half and I, I brought up the serious conversation again like you know what are we going to do to you know fix this and um, I forgot where I was going with this <laughs> well, that, was, that would be my question did he see yeah. or believe um, before you did this you know I wanted um, I need to take a break and clear my head with no contact mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. did he ever see to your you know your best of ability to like gauge it that there were issues and and you weren't very happy with what was going on um i don't know i don't think i think he thought everything was hunky-dory um Mm -hmm. i I, I talked to him in the past like i feel so sad i miss you i i want you here already um so i feel like i I voiced my um, concerns, and I've had probably two big talks with him. And, oh, that was what I was going to say. So I told him, you know, our conversations are not, you know, they're not deep or, 
you know, we're still not getting to know each other. I feel you're, we say good mornings, good night. How's your day going? But nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. It just feels like repetitive, nothing exciting or new. And, um, and, and that's, you know, it's interesting because I, that's fairly typical for the man. Mm-hmm. Um, he feels a little bit of an obligation to reach out and do that. And he wants to, you know, kind of know that you're there and still kind of on board, but he mm-hmm. doesn't need the same kind of connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and that's true. why long, yeah, long distance relationships for the woman feel very, very empty mm-hmm. because um, that lack of um, connection because most most men, if they uh, are honest about it, they don't like the phone. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're okay with texting, but they don't really like to talk on the phone. And that's funny and, because I really don't so much either. I'd rather just be in person talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, who wouldn't, right? Versus the phone. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but women can be better on the phone. You know, women can talk to their girlfriends or mothers or sisters or whatever on the phone and it be okay. But men tend to not, men tend to use the phone more as a vehicle just to communicate what's tangible and what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, not really to um, be connecting. And it just can be, um, you know, um, an exercise in frustration for um, the woman in the relationship. Uh, but so yeah. it wasn't deepening, and you said this. What are you anticipating? Well, will you let me go back uh, because okay. you said this guy at from work, yeah. you, and you said you're kind of um, crushing on. What do you do? You want something to happen there? Would you prefer, or you're really just confused? And how can I help you kind of get clear? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just so confused. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like- I would be scared to do that as well. Like leave this relationship and then start something, you know, with this guy. And, um, I just, I just, I don't know. I'm okay. So let me see if I can help you get a little bit clear. So if I were to say to you that, um, Mark's letter is going to come back and say that he, um, realizes that he hasn't been giving you what he needs to give you. Mm-hmm. that he's going to be making some changes and um, will spend, um, you know, all of his time um, when he's on leave with you. And instead of it being the way it is now, he'll do it the reverse, spend all this time with you and spend a week at his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in other words, what if he were to do these things to change it around to what degree would you want to continue? So I feel like I would want to step back. I felt so ready to be engaged to him, be married, start a life together. But now I feel cautious. Like um, there's something that he wrote to me in the email that he's never told me before. And it was pretty, it was pretty heavy stuff. Um, Just going through a really deep depression and stuff that happened to him. Which is why why it's hard for him to come be here and live here in this place because of the um, negative 
um, things that happened during his time. So I that I and so then that makes me feel like you you can't be vulnerable with me. You don't feel comfortable enough to have told me that the past several years. You're just telling me now. Ah, so okay. So that was in the email you got after you said you want time. Yes. I see. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just want to give you a little perspective on that, if you wouldn't mind. Yes. Yes. Please do. Okay. So that is Uber Mail, what he just did. Okay. okay. And what I mean by that is that um, it, for a guy to have something like that kind of thing going on, which for the man it feels emotional, right? Mm-hmm. That's doesn't feel manly. It doesn't feel like he's in control of his universe or he's master of his universe. Mm -hmm. He is feeling less than in that way in his life. And to, um, now mind you, if you had been together and not in a long distance relationship, Mm -hmm. it would have come out likely because you would have seen it. Right. Yeah. You would have experienced it probably too. But because you were in a long distance relationship, you didn't get to see him and you didn't experience it and you wouldn't know it. And Mm -hmm. so for him, it's much easier to hide it because what good would have come out of him sharing it with you? Because Mm -hmm. he's a guy, he doesn't feel that he would need to share that with you and connect with you on that. Okay. Cause see, we as the females are all about cooperation, connection and caretaking. And mm-hmm. as a male, he's intrinsically or at his core about challenge, competition and conquering. Got it. And especially being a strong military guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, In other words, we want to give him um, not a pass on that, but Mm -hmm. the understanding of it may help you see that it's not about him not wanting to be with you. Okay. It's about him um, not wanting to show you that side because he feels less than about it. Okay. Yeah, if that helps at all. Yeah. It does. It does. I, okay. I forget that I have to um, understand how the male <laughs> mind works. <laughs> for all of us. Yeah, yeah. I forget it too. And I do what I do for a living and I forget it. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, it's tough. And, you know, we are. So um, everybody's heard me say this, but, uh, you know, this this book I read years ago, and somebody, and, and, Please, if anybody uh, knows this book or where I get this reference, I can't remember it, but it was years ago. <laughs> and it's a book that um, a, um, male, a male and female researchers on the male and female brain who are also married wrote this okay. book. And on the first page of the book, they say, by the end of this book, we hope that you know what we know not only as a married couple, but as a male and female brain researchers mm-hmm. uh, that the male and female brain 
are so different, it's amazing we can communicate at all. Okay, wow. And that was really profound. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody knows yeah. that book, I would love to find out. I, you know what somebody told me years ago, and I forget it now again. So if somebody writes <laughs> in, at least I'll have it in email, and then I'll have it. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms. Coaching conversations for women in love. Do you feel like if he came to you in this letter and said, you know, forgive me, I, I want to be closer, I want to do this, I would like us to get engaged and I want to marry you, how mm. would you feel about it? I think I would just want to keep dating some more. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I feel like. <laughs> well, I, well, so that's really telling. I love that you know that. And I feel like, I, I mean, I have, um, you know, a part in all of this, too. So I feel like I took long to voice, you know, what I needed. I was trying to be the patient and understanding girlfriend mm. and support know support him and his career and he finally has a job that he left to go to um so i kept quiet but um that did not work out uh-huh. so i feel like i just waited so long and now my feelings have changed a little okay uh, yeah well now i get why you said you took you wanted to ask him for a break i get this now because Typically, you know, I don't advise that. Okay. What what I advise is to, but you did, I, I completely understand why you did it, and I also like that you were very firm about the no contact. Mm-hmm. Because that's a big component of when things will um, work or not. Okay. Because having continued contact, in other words, you asked for a break that you want to discover some things and really know some things before ever stepping back in this. Yeah. And if you have contact, that belies the whole purpose. Right. Right? Yeah. And it also, in, the, in what I work with, um, with women on, I call it my leave him to lure him strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and that really is the... Um, but, but in order to use this strategy, you have to be in a place of knowing that you want commitment Mm -hmm. and he's not coming through with it. And I'm not hearing that you really know, you know, you're saying, I don't, I really Mm -hmm. don't know. Right. I feel like I would have used that maybe last year sometime. (laughs) Got it. Yes. And that really is, you know, I, I respect you. I love you, but I see that you're not ready for any kind of commitment. So I need to go my own way because I am. And, you know, I do, I wish you the best in love and life and Mm -hmm. that's it. And then you go no contact and it has to be done, um, uh, until, and you need uh, for the man to jump over um, a number of hurdles that I kind of outline in it. And when he does, okay. then you can choose to take him back or not. So if you get to the place where you're ready to take him back, we got to mm-hmm. talk again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But in the meantime, so you're saying this guy from work 
I want to ask you about him because I I find it curious if you don't mind. Yeah, for um, sure. What um, has he asked you out? Is he pursuing you? Like, what's going on there? So it was just a friendship. Um, he just thought I was just so kind to him, and just I'm always with a smile on my face. Uh, he knows I have a boyfriend. Um, so it was just innocent type stuff. Um, lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I invited him to come to the gym that I go to and do some classes there. So he's been he's been going to those. Mm-hmm. So, and, but lately he's been finding excuses to like see me. Okay. Uh, so uh, this past Friday, um, I went to a bar with my aunt who drove down uh, to celebrate her fiftieth birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked him for a ride because everyone was drinking. I was ready to go home. I was tired. And I mm-hmm. asked him if he could get me there and, and drop me back home. Um, he ended up getting off and meeting my aunt. And my aunt asked him, you know, um, kind of told him about the situation with, with Mark and um, asked him if he liked me. And he nodded his head yes. Um, he didn't tell me that. My aunt told me that. But... So uh, she yeah, asked yeah. him apart from you. You weren't around yeah. when she was. I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, and um, uh, so you kind of know that he does. Right. Okay. But he hasn't. So did he take you home that night? Right. He did. Yeah. Yep. He dropped and me off. And did he do anything there, like you know, ask you out, or um, or is it because he still thinks that you have a boyfriend and he wouldn't do that? Yeah, he doesn't know I'm on a break. I didn't tell him at all. I see. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he knows that I've been feeling, you know, um, upset and sad about my situation, but um, he doesn't know. I didn't want to tell him I was on a break. <laughs> okay, so interesting. And I, and I like that you kind of held that, you know, close to the vest. That's that's a good mm-hmm. thing. Be, um, is, do you anticipate that given what your aunt asked, that mm-hmm. he will ask you again if you, um, you know, how you're doing with Mark? Yeah, I think so. Um, he respects mm-hmm. um, my relationship with Mark, so he won't press me too much. He'll just ask mm-hmm. me, you know, how I'm feeling, and he'll let me open up if I'm willing to open up, but um, I haven't told him any anything that I've talked about with him or, mm-hmm. or what I'm thinking or feeling. Okay. Yep. I and just wanted if, to start my own feelings out first. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, um, so, but it sounds like you are pretty clear that you do want to, well, let me ask you. I shouldn't mm-hmm. make that assumption. It sounded to me like <laughs> you're clear, but on a scale of 1 to 10, with okay. 10 being that you know 100% uh, for sure uh, that you are, um, done with Mark and wanting to make it uh, at least at least to date other people mm-hmm. or, you know, zero on the scale that no, you only want Mark. You know, where are you in terms of that on the scale? What number would you say you are? And, and 10 being what now? 10 being that you absolutely 100% sure know that you want to be free for the time being to date other people and not see Mark. <laughs> I would say I'm at like a seven. 
And what makes you know you're at seven? I feel that, so, you know, I took this break wondering if I'd miss Mark at all. But I uh-huh. feel like I don't really miss him because he was never really around as much as he should have. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I feel like I didn't really miss him that much or at all. Okay. So over this week, you haven't really missed him? No. Okay. I've been really happy and relieved. Ah, okay. And it's crazy because he's been the best relationship I've ever been in, other mm-hmm. than the distance. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, other than the distance, um, we've had a really great relationship. So I'm not upset or mad at him um, anymore. Right, right. Uh, yep. I'm just upset at the situation and, you know, how it wasn't getting any better. Well, let me ask you, what would have to happen to make it so that you would want to try again? What would need to happen exactly? I would want him to move here. Um, I know in the past when we have talked about moving in together, he kind of countered with, um, I will move down here, we'll be engaged, we'll all live together because, mind you, my teenage daughter, she's a handful. (laughs) Um, So he wanted to try things out first before getting married, and then he wanted us to relocate to Arizona. But when I stopped and thought about it this past week, I'm like, I don't want to be engaged and live together because I feel like if it doesn't work out, you're going to bail, and that's not what marriage is about. Right. I feel like that's an act commitment. Well, it's interesting because, yeah, when um, a man puts it to you like that, Um, that the engagement is only to see about, mm-hmm. no, you're absolutely right. right. That cannot be. I thought be. about it more. At the time, I was like, okay, I'm willing to meet you halfway. And then I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. No, you're right. not. Like, right. Right. Um, yeah, this is not a, no. a trial basis type thing. That's right. Um, and I would want to here and then a date um, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting rich but not live together. Mhm. Yeah, I think you're really wise. Yep, yeah. and that would be what I recommend. Now, what are the chances of him? Uh, because I hear that he has a job overseas now. It's not the military, correct? Correct. It's not, but it's uh, contracted out by the military. I see. And how long mm-hmm. is that? Like, when is that up? Um, for a couple of years. Um, if uh. they do well then they get it renewed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So playing devil's advocate for you, (laughs) (laughs) since you're at a seven, which is pretty high, that you know that you want to be uh, free of this Mm -hmm. to date others, what... um, what keeps you then from actually, you know, uh, or, or, or do you intend to actually go ahead and really cut it off and try with others? 
Because, again, mm-hmm. there's no saying that just trying with others is going to be the be-all, end-all. And in two years, things might look very different. Okay. Yeah. I see your point there. Do you know what I mean? In other yeah. words, if you were to, because the best possible thing, and that's what I talk about, you know, in my leave him to lure him strategy, mm-hmm. that the best possible thing for the man is to... Uh, have things absolutely um, all contact to you cut off. Okay. And not in a negative, mean way. It's simply no. that, mm-hmm. right, that right. I respect, you know, where you are in your life and you need to be there and do this job. And I, it is not enough for me at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's just not workable for me any longer, long distance. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're going to have to go our separate ways. Okay. And I wish you the best. And and he and the man will ask, well, can I, you know, can I contact you? Can I call you? Can I email you? Can I? And the answer has to be, um, I really, I don't see what purpose that would serve except to perhaps prolong things and confuse things and even potentially hurt us both mm-hmm. and because I wish for both of us to find the love and happiness we want. I'm going to respectfully decline any of that. I like that answer. I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And then you just do it. And you say, you know, Mark, you know, I really wish you well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, life is funny. Who knows? You know, if the stars align, you know, we never know what the future holds. But we both want to try to move forward with our lives. And that's it. How do, how do you advise people that, uh, like, social media and, like, I have mm. His mom Pardon me? And my Facebook friend. Say that again. I missed. I didn't hear that. Oh, so his mom is my Facebook friend. His dad. Um, and, um, my daughter will message um, Mark and, you know, talk to him here and there. It's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. Um, I think, um, you know. It depends on the relationship with his family because mm-hmm. his family's not him, mm-hmm. right? But right. it's really sticky. So you have to you have to take this personal decision, you know, whatever it is. But you're, you're how old is your daughter? She is thirteen. So she is old enough to understand, you know, the end of a romantic relationship. Yes. And that this is actually good kind of modeling for her mm-hmm. that in order to not, that when you don't have clear cut boundaries on these things, people can get hurt. It can prolong things and hurt people more. And it's not that you, you're doing it because you dislike them or do not care about them, but you're cutting off social media contact uh, because, um, you don't want to keep the wound open and hurting yeah. each other. And right. so, um, for example, it may be appropriate that if they, if she's really close with his family, 
um, and they wish to have something, you know, continued, um, maybe that's something they can do with her. Okay. Um, but the potential of things going then through her to get right. to you, you have to be really clear. Are these folks, you know, capable of understanding that that would be inappropriate, that we don't mm-hmm. want to ever drag her into any kind of adult thing like that? Yeah. Um, you know, can you, since you're close with the mom, once you were to do that with Mark, if you choose mm-hmm. to, to say to the mom, here's the situation, and I don't want things to get painful for either of us vis-a-vis social media, and it's really not appropriate that we continue to be, um, you know, Facebook friends while, you know, this is going on, whatever, whatever, um, right. and see what she says about it. Okay. Because there are other ways to be in contact. It doesn't have to be via um, social media, right? Sure. So, you yeah. know, if she wants to send a Christmas gift or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. be in touch every once in a while, you know, through text or email, it's very different than seeing everything you guys are doing and you seeing mm-hmm. stuff that his family might be doing and kind of leaving that open. Cause it's just, um, you know, it, it's really not something that's going to perhaps produce any really good results. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, yeah. So, um, and, and then, you know, it's then because even if you started dating, say, someone like this guy at work or whoever it is, mm-hmm. that you could have another, you know, strong relationship you feel is leading towards marriage for a year, 18 months, two years, and guess what? It doesn't. And if mm-hmm. Mark were to come back and he's grown and realized things and dealt with some issues he has, and you're, you know, you could be at a very different place. Right. That's true. But any contact with a man just because men can be satiated with a little bit of contact that they feel leaves the door open. Gives them hope. Yes. And that is actually not great for men. Okay. Um, They need to feel that all possibilities of having their pretty puppy with them, (laughs) right, is gone, is gone. Your friendship, your, uh, you know, your female uh, essence, everything about you, they have Mm -hmm. no ability to have. Okay. And in this case, you know, it feels almost um, sad and punitive because we know how he feels about you. Mm-hmm. But it still works best because if he's in any way able to make that decision to move, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or to do anything that might make you really say, hey, this man is all in. And now, because I'm doing something differently and showing him I'm no longer willing to wait, Mm-hmm. Who knows what he might may or may not do, but 
my guess would be that he's going to say she's right because I cannot move back, right, for two years. Right. And that it's it's really not, if you're not married, it's not going to be able to sustain itself. Because mm-hmm. if he wanted to marry you and said, listen, I, I want to marry you tomorrow, Mm-hmm. And and I'll be there for two years, but you'll be flying in with your daughter and seeing me. And when I come home, I'm coming home to our home. Yeah. If he were to do that, would that change your mind? Um. Yeah, because he's doing something about. He's putting action, and it's not just words and promises. Exactly, and you know what that is. That's a man making a decision. And as we know, we live by our feelings. Men live by their decisions. Correct. And if he made that decision, and that decision can come from the real the no contact. The no contact. Yes. Because he could, he has to, the man has to see the seriousness of you, mm-hmm. and then he cannot have any access that satiates him for the moment. Any little bit of contact, and this is why I'm a big proponent of no social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because even just seeing you and like, oh, he's not seeing you with pictures of other guys or whatever. <laughs> Right? Oh, she's still there. She's a possibility. Seeing pretty pictures of you. He can, like, long and wonder and think, well, no, that's not enough. It has to be, this is very serious, and you may never have access to that pretty puppy because another challenger may come. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Yeah, and so this break, I mean, he cracked so fast he sent me a text the following morning Mm -hmm. so that Sunday that I told him he sent me a text Monday morning um and then the email later that that evening so it it drove him crazy absolutely hours (laughs) right and you didn't answer that um I did answer um and then all I said at the end was was um please respect me and give me the time that I need Love it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. That's yep. great. But then, great. you know, how I said yesterday, he sent another text that he wanted to talk to me. So, And um, what did you do with that? So I told him, I'm like, can you give me until Monday because I have a therapy session. Which is it. Okay. So now you have some language, right? Yeah. Now you have some language, and I would recommend then, given our conversation now, that you you do it that way because you're at a seven. You know, yes. Yes. right? And this is going to free you to do what you need to do because he's he is overseas still, or he's in Arizona now. Where is he? Right now he's in Arizona. He doesn't go back overseas until I think mid mid March. Okay, so why he, now when was he last with you? Um, New Year's for about a week and a half. 
and he was. And so he's still on that three month, three month uh-huh. back home thing, and he spent a week with you New Year's week. Right, and then he was supposed to drive back down um, the day before Valentine's and spend another week and a half. Ah, so that's and when you said, I, yeah. Right. I didn't want him to drive all that all that way down and then me tell him, you know, hey. <laughs> right, not right. Out for me. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a strong time that you're doing it because you're showing him, you know, he could have been there with you. Yeah, and also the following day would have been our, our three-year. We used the mm. day that we started talking as our anniversary date because we don't really remember when it, like, transitioned to, mm-hmm. to serious mm-hmm. dating. So we just used that 15th February as our as our okay. anniversary date. So that would have been And when year. is his next um, coming back? So he's going to go back overseas, and then when he, when does he come back to the States next? Again, um, I think um, end of May, early June. Which ah, okay. I won't even be here. I won't be here June or part of July for a training I have to go to in another state um, for a month and a half. This is good because I would not recommend, you know, because you say he has two more years overseas? Mm-hmm, a couple more years, yes. Right. So, again, we because you said, if he came to you with a serious proposal of marriage, mm-hmm. you would accept it. Yeah. That then you can, um, you know, I would not entertain anything, um, even uh, any correspondence whatsoever. No contact really means that. You say okay. that little speech and then you do it. Okay. And then... It has to be major him jumping hurdles to get to you. Right. Major. And then we got to talk after, like, if he, <laughs> if he gets back in the picture, right? Um, yeah. Because I think you could get that. It sounds like he it sounds like he loves you enough to maybe want that. It's just that he needed to uh, see you in the light of, like, wow, she's not going to, to be here forever. I've yeah. got to make some kind of decision. And my half-hearted decision of engagement, but it's really a trial, uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really smart for that, <laughs> not to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's just never going to, that's just a losing proposition. Because that's not really a decision. It's just a really, yeah, it's not good. It's an arrangement. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. That much. Permanent. Yeah, not even semi-permanent. <laughs> Temporary, mm-hmm. really. Mhm. Well, I'm I'm really glad we had this discussion because it's um I think it's really a value and it it, it speaks to the difficulties of long distance relationships for sure, mm-hmm. and and especially the time you guys have had. There's been plenty of time, and you guys have really talked about everything it is that you need, and he just mm-hmm. could not come through with it. Right. So, you know, the the recommendation really is to um, really pull the plug in that big way so that okay. he does not get his needs met through consuming any of your time, attention, and affection mm-hmm. because 
it, it really is at this juncture. You know what he's willing to offer, and that is not an arrangement you're willing to, to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel and, so and, much better. Oh, good. It's You know what? I just see it as that is it was holding you back. You know, just you needed to hear that that's a really great decision. Yeah, yeah. I've um, I've been just thinking about it from the moment I wake up till I go to bed. Yeah. Eating. Yeah. Uh, it just consumes all of my thoughts. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it totally does. And this should free you. It's still going to be hard, right? Because there are going to be yeah. things. Yeah. Well, you don't, like, tangibly miss him. You know, once... You do it, it's, there's, a, there's an anxiety there about actually doing it. Mm-hmm. But know that if it's done in that way, in that clear-cut, um, really um, fisher-cut bait way, which is this is it, all the best to you, but I'm, I'm not willing to make that arrangement, um, that you will see what he is capable, willing, and ready to do. He may not be ready right now, mm-hmm. but with this no contact, that's what gets to the deepest heart of a man and, and prompts his decision. And if it doesn't lead to him coming back to you with mm-hmm. the proposal, then you know it would never have gotten to that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, it's, it's big. I'm ready because... for my talk tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really, really good. And, and I thank you so much for um, doing this today. Um, it really was a pleasure, and I'm so glad, again, we talked about long-distance relationships because um, they there isn't much out there that is about them, and they are tricky, and this has, in a sense, run its course for you. I don't think it's over until, mm-hmm. you know, it really is. It's over for you now, and it has to be clear-cut and over, but I think yes. he, he will be coming back at some point. And then you will be in that driver's seat of what you will and will not accept. Yeah. And it really, you have to really stick to that. And you know what got me too is, uh, you know, I wish I would have read your book so much sooner because I didn't read it until probably um, sometime last year. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> hey, hey, that's okay. You know, it everything um, happens for a reason. Yeah. We come to stuff when we're most ready, I believe, to take it in. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just glad it was um, meaningful to you. And you sound like you really have things kind of clear in your mind. And now it's just having that support around you. And, and if it hearing it from me that you're doing the right thing I, is helpful, then I'm really glad about that. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. Um, and I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. So uh, again, thank you and thank everybody for listening and share with your female friends. And for the man in your life, be sure 
that you are making him wonder. Discover Coach Paula's top-selling relationship book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. See why single and married women alike are hailing it as mind-blowing and life-changing. Available now on Amazon in all major book retailers. Thanks for listening to Make Him Wonder.